0: up everybody welcome to episode number 34 ah let's go we are moving the needle ladies and gentlemen i hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as i am we have an incredible guest next episode not this episode you're stuck with stuck with little old me sorry uh we've had a long stretch of solo episodes which have been fantastic i've been getting some amazing amazing feedback but starting next week, we're going to have some some really dope guests that I've been wanting to interview uh, for quite some time. Um, so I'm really excited. I know I've been talking about it, and it's happening. So guests are coming in just to give it that nice mix, um, and it's going to help you guys out even more. So another thing we got coming out, which I'm really freaking stoked, uh, something that has been in the works for a couple of months now. And we've done something similar in the past. You. May or may not have been a part of it. But I've got a five-day workshop or a five-day challenge. I'm challenging you. Anybody listening to this right now, I am challenging you. We are going to help you book your biggest client yet. If you have been struggling to get clients, you've been struggling to get work, if you're a filmmaker, photographer, you're trying to get that next big client, I have designed a five-day challenge. I'm challenging you right now to land your biggest client yet i'm going to give you the steps i'm going to give you the strategy i'm going to give you the tools to land your next big your biggest client your biggest client you've ever gotten period i'm going to challenge you to get it in just five days that workshop is coming out in a week and a half it's absolutely free and we're giving away a thousand dollars to one lucky participant well not lucky because you got to work hard because if you don't work hard, you're not going to win the thousand dollars. So signups are going to be happening in about a week and a half. So get ready. If you're not following me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram because you're probably going to get access to uh, the signing up and access to the information um, probably earlier than anybody else. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we've got an incredible episode, and it's actually inspired from one of you, uh, one of the listeners, which I'm I'm really excited to get into. But before we do, we have to shout out our five star review because that's what we do on this podcast. We shout you guys out. anybody that that um, anybody that really. Um, Promotes the podcast or, or or share some love. I, I want to shout you out. So we have a a great five star review from aa underscore Ron Lewis. Hopefully, I got that right. Ron Lewis. He said, "I love your podcast." Or no, he said. <laughs> I already screwed this up. He said, "Love your work since YouTube, and I'm happy to know you're doing the podcast thing. Great podcast voice." There we go with the great podcast voice. I swear, I'm not making this up, guys. This is maybe, maybe I should become a, a voice actor or something. I, I'll try not to let it get to my head. Great podcast voice. Appreciate the knowledge and thanks for being real. Keep posting. That is the key. Always be real. I, if, I, if I'm going to brag a little bit and, 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 be proud of something that I do personally. I think that's one of the top things that I, I'm I'm proud of of myself. Uh, it's important to be proud of yourself, and I think that's one thing that I'm proud of is I've always been real with anyone listening. I haven't put on a front. Haven't been trying to pretend I uh, to be somebody that I wasn't. Um, and I think that is really lacking in the online space. And so if you're trying to if you're trying to uh, separate yourself, separate your brand, and and really try to fill a, a certain gap, I think one of the best things you can do is be fully transparent and be really your authentic self. And I say that everybody says that, but a lot of people that say it don't do it. Whenever somebody says, "Oh, I'm I'm transparent, I'm authentic." they're usually there's I, I don't buy it I just don't buy it I don't feel it in their content and it's just it's always that kind of red flag for me and I'm, I'm kind of contradicting myself because I'm calling myself authentic and and here I am telling saying that anybody that calls himself authentic isn't really authentic so I guess I'm contradicting myself here but this is the only time that I, I do that my real point in saying this is if you're trying to differentiate yourself, this is an amazing way to do it because no one is going to be you. And there's so few people that really are themselves online uh, compared to how they are in person. Everybody tells me I'm the same person. Um, uh, online versus in person. And and that's amazing. It really like that's one of the nicest things anybody can tell me is, yo, dude, you like, you're the same person you are online. That's that's what I want to hear. So um, I tell that to you not to, to boost my ego. Um, I tell that to you because I think it's one of the best things you can do to just differentiate yourself because so few people are their actual selves on the online space. So I just want to say that it had nothing to do with that um, it has nothing to do with this podcast or anything, but it's, it's important. So anyways, getting back to the podcast, we're going to be talking about plain offense versus plain defense and the whole, uh, inspiration to this podcast actually has nothing to do with what we're actually going to talk about. Unfortunately, uh, the inspiration for this podcast came from a book that I'm reading called The One Thing. And The One Thing is all about finding, just like the title says, finding the one thing that's truly going to move the needle in your business or in your life or whatever it is that you're trying to do. You can literally narrow it down to just one thing, and it's not an easy thing to do. So the first thing I'm going to tell you to do uh, on this podcast is go get that book. The one thing, one of my buddies, uh, reached out to me, uh, he's a mentor of mine, friend of mine. And, um, you know, we were having a conversation and he recommended that I read that, that I read this book. And I told him like, I've already read that book. He's like, well, you need to read it again. And he was right because it, 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 I started to get a little lost. I started to get a little um, excited and, and, and not excited, but the shiny object syndrome that we've talked about on this podcast, us creatives, us visionaries, we, we tend to, to love our new ideas and we get really creative and it tends to distract us from the things that we really need to do. Um, that's honestly one of the main reasons why you don't see me posting on YouTube anymore because it wasn't benefiting me and what I was trying to do. Not that I'm never going to post again. You, you better believe that when I do come back and I will come back and start posting YouTube content, I just don't know when, but I want to because it's, it's something that's, you know, it's, it's near and dear to me. It's something that I enjoy. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I, I, you know, put a pause button on YouTube. One of those reasons is because the formula that I had created for myself of creating content didn't work with my lifestyle. Um, and we can make a podcast episode about that. Uh, but it, it, it wasn't my one thing. I had started a business that I needed to really focus on if I was going to make it as big as I wanted to make it. Or, you know, that's what I'm currently trying to do. I'm saying it in the past tense, but I, I mean that in, in the present tense. Um, I have a a really unbelievable online course business where I'm transforming creatives, and I'm helping them go full time, or if they're already full time, I'm helping them scale to a, a larger revenue and, and, and automate their business so that they gain free time back into their lives. And I would not be able to do that if I was trying to create unbelievable YouTube videos and unbelievable TikTok videos and write a book and also, um, you know, have, time for me to enjoy my life period you know what i'm saying and, and a million other things and so i found my one thing and i'm like you know what this isn't sexy yeah i want to be posting youtube content and and um other content but I'm, I'm really loving the podcast right now it's providing a ton of value it gives me joy and this is going to be my one thing for this year as long a- along with scaling my my online course Um, along with building my online courses and getting them out to there to as many people as I can. So um, finding that one thing, super important. So that was the inspiration to this podcast. And what I did was I hosted a little competition on Instagram where I said, you have to post your, your goal for 2020 and you have to post the one thing that you think is going to take you there. And, anybody that does that, I'm going to do a a random generator and pick one winner and I'm going to give them 50 bucks and I'm going to, I'm going to record a podcast on their uh, one thing or on their goal. And so our winner was Selena. Congratulations, Selena. I'm going to send you your 50 bucks. So big congrats, unless you, you probably already got it by the time you're listening to this. And this is what she said. She said she wants to learn to play offense instead of defense. Naturally, her decisions in life have been defensive. She's been resisting, passive, hindering, controlling. And she said it all comes from fear, which she definitely nailed on the head. And she said she plans to play offense by offering unlimited forgiveness, letting go of ego, having the humility to ask questions when I don't know the answer, being kind to, to herself and others and her environment and all those things, which is incredible doesn't really have to do with the one thing because she said a lot of things here, which is totally cool. So we might have to record another podcast episode about the one thing. But she brought up the reason why I'm making this episode and I thought it, it still worked was because she brought up an amazing point on playing offense versus playing defense. And the reason why this resonated with me so much is because that is a big theme for me going into 2020. Not just the one thing but also being a little bit more aggressive and being more confident in playing offense and not being uh, too reserved. So it's it's a work in progress. this isn't going to be something that you that's just gonna happen to you overnight. So as I'm talking about these things and I'm talking about the things not only, that I think you should incorporate, but the things that I'm personally incorporating into my own lifestyle, these are things that are, that are going to take some time that you have to consistently work on. It's not an overnight thing. Uh, so don't get stressed out that, uh, you know, you start doing it one day and the next day, um, you know, you're starting to lose it a little bit. This is an, this is an ongoing thing. So first of all, this these this is what i call the plain offense what that means we're going to get into that but but these aren't actual goals it's a goal but what it really is is an intention and an intention is different than a goal a goal is some sort of tangible thing that you can grasp it's what you want it's a goal like i want a, a really nice apartment. I want, I want a a beautiful, uh, I want a brand, a brand new, beautiful puppy. Um, I want, I want a two bedroom, two bath in Manhattan beach or whatever, whatever it is that you want. I want, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, 500,000 million, whatever it is. It's usually, it's a tangible goal. Your intentions are how you're going to show up. It's something that you tell yourself. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come at this in this way. I'm gonna bring this energy. I'm going to, um, I'm going to play offense here and I'm going to become this kind of person. So an intention is, is different than a goal. Intentions are the relationship that you're having with yourself. Cause these are thoughts that you're having inside your mind. It's like, you know, If you're not a typical confident person, you have to tell yourself, okay, I'm going to be confident here because you have to establish that habit. So you're creating that intention. I'm going to, I got to be confident with this. Let's, let's step it up and let's go. Those are the first kinds of thoughts you have when you're trying to create those, those, those new feelings, confidence, those are intentions. So I just want to state that kind of difference there. Um, At least that's my, to my knowledge, you might, you might be more of an expert when it comes to goals and intentions. So if, if you are, please shoot me a DM. Let me know. Um, but to my knowledge, that, the, that is the main difference between the two of intentions and goals. So let's get into it. Playing, playing offense versus playing defense. Um, she nailed it. She nailed it. When you, when you are playing defense, what, what is it that you are, what you are doing? Typically, you're living in some sort of fear. That is why you are playing defense. And and she's asking, you know, when when should you play defense? When when should you play offense? I the way I am reading this is and, and the way I, I kind of want to attack this is I always want to play offense. Cause defense comes from that fear mentality. And fear, I'm sure you've heard this before, but fear is all it is is false evidence appearing real. That is what it stands for. False evidence appearing real. So it hasn't even occurred and the damage hasn't occurred, nor will it probably occur because it's just it's made up in your head. It is your brain trying to protect you. All right. So if you, if you remind yourself of that, that is going to help you a ton. So playing defense is, is really just living in fear. You can get nitty gritty with it and say, oh, you know, playing defense is, you know, you're going to be more tactical with your moves and stuff like that. That's, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about being confident, being who you need to be in order to be successful. Playing offense, which is what we're going to talk about in a bit. And playing defense is being shy, being reserved and, and not truly being who you're meant to be. That is, that is how I'm going to interpret these two things. Okay. So defense, defense is fear. Defense is, is living in scarcity. It's living in a scarcity mindset of you are going to lose control. You are going to lose money. You're going to lose this. You're going to lose fill in the blank. You're going to lose your business. You're going to go broke. You're going to lose your money. You're going to lose your apartment. You're going to lose your loved one. It's scarcity. Essentially, what that stems from, in my opinion, is you don't believe in yourself you don't believe in the stuff that you're selling. You don't believe in the content that you're creating. You think you're an imposter, imposter syndrome. And this can happen at any time. And it happens at any level. I feel this still from time to time. I know people that have million dollar businesses that still feel this. From time to time. So don't think that this is something that you get over it and then that's it. It's done. It always can happen to you. It always can creep in a little bit. Um, it, you're and, and more importantly, you're not alone with it. Everybody is feeling this way. But the important thing is that you don't feel this all the time. All right and a lot of people do feel this all the time. They feel I have no right to be talking about this topic or or creating this content. And that literally stops them from even creating it or talking about it in the first place. And this basically this happens with I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but it's it's perfectionism. It's analysis paralysis. It's it's living in insecurity because you think you're going to Um, get negative feedback from it. Somebody's not going to like it, and you can't handle that kind of criticism or rejection. That is playing defense, in my opinion. And I don't want to talk about it too much. Um, I want to get to the offense. I want to get to the good stuff that's going to get you fired up or at least get me fired up. But that is when I think of playing defense, that is what I think of. I think of perfectionism, imposter syndrome, fear of rejection and when you live in that way you make decisions when feeling when you make those when you make decisions feeling in that way you're going to make really small safe decisions and small safe decisions don't make you wealthy they don't get you what you want and you end up living in regret all right so that is plain defense. Okay. <laughs> let's uh let's just forget all that and let's talk about offense because now it's time to fucking play the game. Here we go. Playing offense has a lot to do with living in your higher self. So obviously it's the opposite of everything that I just said, right? Um the simple version. But I want to break it down into f- about four things that uh, I'll say three things and, and the fourth will be kind of like a bonus. All right. But it has a lot to do with living in your higher self. And we've talked about this. Go listen to episode 22. It's called why you're not driving a Lambo or something like that. It's a good episode. It's really good. Go listen to that. It has a lot to do with, with living and being in your higher self and making decisions from that place. All right. So let's, let's break it down being an offense and these are the things that i'm thinking about for this these are the things i thought about last year these are the things things i'm thinking about this year only it's just a lot more of a focus because i felt it last year and i'm taking what i felt last year and i'm slowly starting to break some of those things all right and it's guess what it's gonna make you super uncomfortable you know out of the 200 members of the filmmaking course and the creator's blueprint the creators not just not just my courses but the the audience that I've been able to build thus far the creators that I've been able to talk to a lot of a lot of the issues all stem from not wanting to be uncomfortable. It's really like that is the bulk of of issues that I have personally seen. You may or may not have experienced this with the creators of the people that you have talked to. Um, Anybody that has been doing this for a while um, that have, that have started their own uh, companies, businesses, whatever. um, Anybody that has, that has done anything has put themselves in really uncomfortable places. And we've talked about this. You guys, you know, this, you know, this, but there's a difference between, between knowing it and actually doing it and the people that know it and that say they know it are still not doing it. And that's the reason why I'm, I'm telling you right now. All right. And, and honestly, like I've had, I've had coaching calls. I've had coaching sessions where I've just been that push to go do it. Like I haven't, I haven't even said, I haven't come up with any strat. They knew the strategy. They knew the tactics. They knew they had to get comfortable. But somebody had to give them that push, and that's all it took. So that might be you. You might just need to give yourself that push and just get uncomfortable because it's, it's a lot easier said than done. And, and I'm going to talk about the things that, uh, that make me uncomfortable that, that are going to put me in, in an uncomfortable place. So let's, let's, let's break it down, these three things, and the fourth will be like a bonus. So number one is doing the things that others aren't willing to do. That's playing offense doing the things that others aren't willing to do. And some of these things, actually the biggest thing there is, is asking, making the ask, asking for help, asking for business, asking for a sale, asking for an interview, asking for some sort of work. Just making the ask. People are not willing to just simply make the ask. Now there's ways to make the ask and there's ways not to make the ask. But let's just keep it simple right now. Making the ask is one of the hardest things you can do because you can get rejected. And some people are too sensitive for that rejection. So the best way to get over that is to get rejected. And the more times you get rejected... The more times it, it starts to feel good, you're like, bring on the rejection, baby. Let's go. I dare you to say no. I dare you. Please say no. You you'll start begging for people to say no. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But it, it really it gets it gets really easy. Um I've 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 I don't know if I've made this example or I don't know if I've talked about this one situation, but um there was this uh this startup that asked me to do some, some video work for and they were asking me to travel and it was it was multiple days and, and not only travel and multiple days of shooting, but they were asking me for my flexibility to, to be able to just pick up and go. And every little thing they were asking me, I was like, okay, that's going to be more money. Okay, that's going to be more money. That's going to be more money. Not because I'm so good or anything, but but whenever you're pricing something, it's, it's all about how much time is this taking you? Well. If you have to just pick up and go and and have that flexibility, well, those are times that you can book gigs that I could have booked jobs and clients and stuff like that. But they were saying, yeah, don't, you know, try not to uh, book anything between this date and this date, because we were probably gonna need you to go. It was it was they, they did not have their their systems in place, right? It was it was a little too a little too loosey goosey. So I gave them a quote and it was a it was a pretty it was a, it was a good it was a big quote it was the biggest quote that i've put together um at at the time it was the biggest quote i put together at the time and they didn't even call me back <laughs> they didn't even call me back they didn't even they, they didn't even message me or email me again and we had been going back and forth with phone calls and stuff at, at that point i'm like we're best friends right and i was like there's no way they're going to say no and they didn't even call me back so um I, and it, And at that point in, in my career, I was still pretty young, but I had gotten rejected enough times where I was just like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Moving on. That was a big fat waste of time. Uh, learned my experience there moving on. So you just, you just get used to it. You get used to the rejection. Um, so that is, that is, that is huge. Okay. So, so making the ask, all right. Embracing rejection, asking for that interview. Another ask that is, is really important. Um, and this is something that I've learned from my mentors that I'm implementing as well, is asking someone out to lunch or asking someone to connect with that's at a higher level than you are at currently and doing that once a month, okay? Not 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 just making the ask one time. I, I mean actually see like... Like it, you cannot check that off your to do list until you have actually met up with the person and you have to do that once a month. That's a that's a big challenge. Could you imagine if you met up with someone that's at a much higher level than you actually met with the person and you and you had a conversation with that person? You did that once a month. That is, you could learn a lot in just an hour or 30-minute talk with someone that's, that's at a much higher level than you. So that's something that I'm trying to implement in this year. Um, I'm kind of putting it on the, on my, on my sideline list of things to keep in the back of my head. Oh, like I gotta, I gotta connect with someone higher at a higher level. I'm going to connect with this person. I'm going to connect with this person. I'm going to make that ask. I'm going to get uncomfortable because there's a good chance where they're going to say, yeah, you know, I don't have the time, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And again, there's the right way to do it. And there's a wrong way to do it. And there's definitely some strategy there for sure. But try, try to think of something, try to think of a challenge for yourself, and and do something like that because it's gonna make you so <laughs> uncomfortable. I mean, just thinking about it, I'm like, ugh, like that's really hard. That is really hard. I'm not I'm not gonna bullshit you. That's hard. Um, but I, I challenge you to do it. I'll do it with you. All right. So asking for help, at that I, I'll include that with asking because that that's a big ask. Another thing that. People aren't willing to do is 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 really work for free and 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 get your hands dirty, taking a step backward to take two steps forward, and I was lucky enough to kind of get that mentorship because I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't I didn't really understand it, but when the time came for me to do it, I did it and I went all in. Um and 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 an example of that was when I worked with Lewis in New York. Um I paid everything out of pocket. I, you know, not only was I busting my ass, but I paid for my plane ticket, I paid for my Airbnb, and I had just been in New York and when I was living at home, I was making um I was making 80 my my first year or my my last year at home. My last year living at home, I made 80 grand. And I didn't have any bills. No bills. So that's basically 80 grand with no bill, uh, 80 grand. And well, I mean, I had, I had very few bills when I say no bills, I had very few bills, but basically I was bringing in a profit of, of $80,000. And that's a, that's a pretty big profit. Uh, um, for someone that's just starting out, you know what I mean? So I felt, like I was balling out a little bit and I was, you know, yeah, I had a little bit of that ego swag. and I felt good about myself cause had worked so hard for it. God damn it. And, uh, And so I went to New York and I got like a really nice place and I spent a lot of time there and made it a fun trip. And then literally like a month or two after that, I I had this possibility with, with Lewis and I paid everything out of pocket and I was like, God damn it. Like I just spent like a lot of money because I was just in New York and now I have to go back and I'm working blah, 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 blah. I'm like... Oh boy, here we go. But I wanted I wanted the opportunity and I wanted to show him that I was hungry and I wanted to take full advantage of that opportunity. And so I was like, no, like I'm going to like he was he was he was basically writing me off because he wanted someone local. He didn't want to pay someone's plane ticket to fly out and all that. He just wanted someone local to keep his expenses lower. So I'm like, no. No, you're not going to do that. I'm going to pay for my own plane ticket. I'm going to pay for my Airbnb. And yeah, I'm working for free. Hell yeah, sign me up. Let's go. Um, so, yeah. You got to you got to you got to take a step backward, take a couple steps forward. So, working for free, paying out of pocket, doing do some crazy shit. I mean, even that isn't that crazy. People do that. Um, you know, get creative, get your hands dirty and do things that others aren't willing to do. That's if you're really trying to make a name for yourself and you're, you're early in your, in your career, you're early in your journey. I was early in my journey. I didn't know, I didn't have a steady income. You know, I, I had made 80 grand for sure, but I wasn't really well connected. I didn't have the best network and it was all in the fitness industry at that time. I was just, I was doing a ton of, of fitness gigs and, and vlogs for other people. I didn't want to vlog for other people for, for that much longer. I wanted to do some, some high-end gigs. I wanted to shoot for celebrities and, and brands and stuff. And so when the Lewis gig came around, I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go time. Let's do it. So that's number one, doing things that others aren't willing to do. Okay. Number two, starting before you think you're ready. And this means a few, uh, a couple different things. And I'll give some uh, examples for me, but starting before you think you're ready. This is, this is a big offensive play because most of the time we're going to wait for the right time. We're going to wait to do some sort of action. A lot of people say, I'll do that once I get to here, I'll be happy once I make this much money. no you'd be happy now. Or no, you do this now. Um, One of the big things for me was hiring someone. I had this false sense that I had to be a millionaire to hire somebody. Well, no, you can get virtual assistants. You can, I mean, even if you're not, even if you're making less than a hundred grand a year, which I don't, I don't know the, 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 Income level from my listeners, but I'm assuming we have a lot of listeners that are still trying to make that hundred K level. You can get a virtual assistant now. You can pay five. You can pay somebody $5 an hour to do tasks to take, to take things off your plate to give you free time to do the things that actually are going to progress your business five bucks an hour, you pay somebody in the Philippines, five bucks an hour, $4 an hour to do tasks that, you know, take a lot of time for you that are, that don't require um, a ton of brain power um, that are just time consuming tasks. And you put that on them and they're happy to do it because they're getting paid. You <laughs> Doing things before you think you're ready is huge. And, and, and not just hiring or, or spending or making that kind of investment, but also with your work a lot of creators call themselves perfectionists when it's just they're they're insecure in their own work i was the same person i call my, myself a perfectionist i was just insecure that's it i was just insecure um and and i would i would end up not putting out as much content as I would like because I was afraid what other people would think or I would think it's not ready for whatever reason. So always, always, always put something out, create something, um, start something, finish something more importantly before you think it's ready because typically it was ready a long time ago. Good example of that was when I created my first course, my first filmmaking course. I put it out before I thought I was ready. And i the only reason I did that was because I had somebody in my corner telling me to do that. And that gave me the confidence to do so. Otherwise, I would have taken a year to make it. And who knows what would have happened? Maybe I wouldn't even have have gotten it started in the first place, or I would have put so much effort into it that I got so burnt out, and I was like, "Screw this! I don't want to do it." Or I'm, you know, I'm not getting the sales that I wanted to get. Like this whole thing was a big waste of time. And then you spent ten months on that whole course, and you didn't even get it off the ground my cor- my first filmmaking course that i put out almost 2 years ago was horrible it was terrible i mean it had good value don't get me wrong and the people that have taken that first course my first round members they they know like <laughs> the the course that came out then you can't even compare it to what is being put out now you can't even compare it but i made changes i i made it better over time I played the long game and I just tweaked it and made it better and I re-recorded it and I, I I kept adding to it and this and that and this and that but because I got it started it gave me the confidence because people bought it first of all so I was like okay, I got something here okay, okay and then I got feedback from them and they were like oh yeah, we didn't like this oh yeah, I stopped doing that oh, we did like this incorporate more of that I was like, oh, okay and over time I just Built, 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 changed, change, change, tweaked, tweaked, tweaked. And now it's something that I'm really proud of. And now, and now we're now we got something special. You know what I mean? So starting something before you're ready, you can always change it. You can always get feedback and you can always adjust and pivot and and improve upon it and make it better. Getting started before you're ready is going to give you the momentum going forward and 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 make progress, you know? Oh my god. That's that's so big. I can't re- recommend that enough. Get started before you think you're ready. Hiring is a big one, making the investment, investing in yourself. Man, I invested in a mastermind. I, I have spent 10 grand on a mastermind uh to to learn. I was like, that was new to me. Uh, it was new. I was like, man, I uh, that's a, that's a lot of money. Am I going to get my return on this? I didn't feel like I was ready, but I did it. And I got my return on my investment, and now it's now I'm like, "Okay, sign me up for sign me up for a $30,000 mastermind. Let's go. Bring it on. You're going to adapt. You're going to make more money. You're going to learn. You got to you got to you got to play big. You got to play offense. It's playing big. Playing playing offense versus playing defense, it's really the same thing. It's playing big versus playing small." In my mind, this is this is how I'm attacking this right now. All right, so start before you are ready. And the last, well, not the last one if we're including the bonus, but number three is throwing shit at the wall until something sticks and not being a perfectionist. We already talked about not being a perfectionist, so we're just gonna talk about throwing shit at the wall. Experiment with shit. I think a great example of someone that does this, and I don't know if he, he may or may not think who knows i don't know if he's even listening to this but but my good friend nick bear i've already talked about him something that i really really respect that he does and again he may he may or may not even agree with me but this is just for my personal observation i don't know if you guys know that i don't even know if he's he's gonna want me sharing this but he put out or started working on kind of a a show called bear brothers and it flopped he didn't put it out It was, it was a flop and he will, he would be the first to admit that it was a flop. I think we even had a conversation. I think I asked him and he's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm scrapping it. It was a flop. It was an experiment. It was a vision that he had. It was an experiment and it flopped. And does he think about it to this day? That was like, oh man, I don't know. Maybe it was like five months ago. I think it was like last summer. Or something like that. I think it was last summer. And do you think he's thinking about that right now? No, not at all. He doesn't give a shit. So after that flopped, he started training for his Ironman and he started putting out Ironman content, talking about talking about his entire journey, sharing his entire process and all that. And it blew up, blew up. And his business is going berserks, berserks. Oh my God. Can't fucking talk right now. And and BPN, his supplement company has been man, it's been growing extremely fast. Extremely fast. He, he had his first seven figure month uh not too long ago. And what I respect about him is that he he he's not afraid to experiment with shit and throw shit at the wall, even at the level that he's at right now. But more importantly, if it doesn't work out, he moves on. He forgets about it. It's over. Move on. He doesn't like, he might get upset about something or frustrated or whatnot, but he, he's not spending an entire day or an entire week moping that his YouTube, his new YouTube series was a flop, you know? So that is something that I just, I think it's so important and it's, it's a lesson that, he teaches me without i don't think he even realizes it so trying stuff experimenting with shit and it doesn't mean to just completely go in an opposite direction and do all these you know sporadic things that don't make any sense to what you're doing now that's not what i mean what i mean is you maybe tweak it a little bit or you try a different upload or um, you try a different formula with your content. It's not like you're going from fitness to, to, to filmmaking, to beauty, to, you know, it's not like you're changing industries. All right. And you're trying that and you're, and you're going in those different directions. I mean, I'm I'm talking about changing the formula a little bit, uh, changing the messaging, whatever it is. You you tweak stuff, you experiment with, stu- with stuff, but more importantly, you don't get upset for a long period of time when something doesn't work out. And and number four, this is this is going to be my bonus for playing offense. Uh, it has to do with with not getting caught up in the in the little bullshit here, but it's taking full one hundred and ten percent responsibility because whenever whenever you don't take responsibility you start playing the blame game even though like deep town you're like oh that's not my fault like that's their fault like if you get into a car accident someone rear ends you and and they hit you uh, you would clearly think that that's that's not your fault but you should still take responsibility you should uh, still be like yeah I you know I I, I was driving late and if I if I just was on time, I wouldn't have been in front of that person and they would have hit me. All right. It's, it, the, and I said, I know that sounds crazy, but it's not. It's just so not worth it. It's not even worth blaming someone. Because you still have the problem in front of you. And that problem in this case would be your car is wrecked and you have to figure out um, you know, what's going to happen with that. Or, or maybe you get hurt and you have to get to the hospital or something like that. There's still a problem in front of you. Playing the blame game, even though it's their fault for sure, whatever. It, you are wasting energy that you need to use to solve the problem. I've talked about this before, but I am extremely passionate about this because... As soon as I made that change, it was fucking game over in a good way. I got right to solving the problem and that was it. I mean, I think I'm gonna make a separate podcast episode about this again. I think I'm gonna make a YouTube video about it. I think I'm gonna write a damn book about it. I mean, it's it's so it's so important. It's one of the most important lessons that I've learned that I've incorporated that I that that, that is truly how I live every day. Is I don't blame a damn person but myself. And sometimes if it's truly like, you know, you get into that accident and you're like, there was no way that I could have gotten around that, then then it's not worth, you're not going to, don't blame yourself and waste energy on blaming yourself. Just don't blame somebody else. Just get right to solving the problem. That is my point. And Tiger Woods does this incredibly well. Obviously it's, it's golf. So it's just him. Like there's no, there's no one else that he can blame, but He'll blame himself. He'll get really angry at himself and that still wastes energy. And so he has a, a five step rule. It's kind of like the five second rule of, uh, Mel, Mel Robbins, the five second rule, right? It's, it's similar. It's basically the same thing. Now that I think about it. Um, but Tiger Woods allows himself to take five steps or maybe it's even three steps and then he can't think about his, his previous shot at all whatsoever. And that's with the bad shots, obviously. So he'll, He'll hit a bad shot. He'll make uh, an error that he usually doesn't make. He gets really pissed off, but he only has those three steps or those five steps to get really mad. But then after that fifth step, he cannot think about it ever again. It's like it never even happened. And so that is how you have to think about it. Whenever something occurs, whether you're late to something, whether you get into a car accident, whether... Um, you know, you, you had a bad experience with a client instead of blaming somebody else, blaming yourself, playing the blame game, just get right to solving the problem as quickly as possible. So key. So that is going to wrap up this episode. I don't know if that was what Selena was thinking when, when she was talking about playing offense or playing defense, that is how I think of it. That's how I'm going to play big this year. I'm going to do things that people aren't willing to do, like create content because they're scared that of how they're going to look. I might sound like an it and like a complete imbecile or a complete idiot in this episode, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to make it. I might cut out some things with the editing or whatever, <laughs> but only if it doesn't contribute to the episode. But, but, but truthfully, I mean, everything, everything pretty much goes into these, these episodes. That's it. Um, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm creating content and I'm, I'm, I'm not insecure about my content. Okay. That's how I'm playing big with that. I'm not going to be afraid to ask, asking for help, asking for the interview. I got to ask for interviews for this podcast. For example, people could say no, it's possible. People could say no, um, Working for free, paying out of pocket, are you gonna be doing those things? Are you gonna be working for free? Are you gonna pay out of pocket? Show the person that you really mean business. Are you gonna start before you're ready? That is a big one. That's that's something that a lot of people don't do. Are you gonna start before you're ready? And I don't mean like having zero knowledge. You gotta do your homework, you gotta come up with a plan, but you can't let it stop you from actually getting started. Right. And sometimes it's okay to not have too detailed of a plan. You got to keep the plan loose a little bit. Keep it a little loose so you can at least get started, get the momentum, and you can make the changes later. And then number three, throw shit at the wall and experiment. Try things. And then when it doesn't work, move on. Don't get caught up in all that. Just forget about it. Who cares? Move on. Get on to the next thing. Play big. Um, spend you know for me i'm i'm investing in myself big time this year i'm spending more money on myself than i ever have and that's i've never done that before um i've spent money on myself but i haven't spent this amount and so it's always it's always just a little nerve-wracking because you you just don't know if it's something that's going to pay off in the future you have to really trust yourself and that that's that's the biggest thing when when investing in yourself you you It's so good because when you pay and spend the money, it's, it's something that you're really going to take seriously. And it's something that's going to make you uncomfortable. So automatically, regardless, you're going to grow, grow from the experience. It's going to be huge for you either way. Um, but number two is is having that trust in yourself, going there, showing up and, and being a sponge and just absorbing and taking what they say and then incorporating it into your own stuff and, and just freaking exploding with growth. It's so key, so key. So play big, don't play small, spend that money, invest that money, make that money, start doing shit, experiment shit, do all this stuff. This was kind of a crazy episode. It was a lot, kind of a lot packed into, into one little topic so hopefully this helped hopefully you got a lot from it we got an awesome guest coming next week for you so i'll see you guys in that next episode have a great rest of your week and i'll talk to you soon peace